Dan's Driving Double Feature presents One Minute with European Zombies, circa 1980, episode 60. Here we are, covering minute 60 of Burial Ground and Zombie Lake, both from 1980-ish. 60 minutes, we're an hour into. At the end of this episode, we will be an hour into the movies. I'm excited, you're excited. And we, I did have someone ask me, Dan's Driving Double Feature, why do you keep saying that at the beginning? I haven't done a Dan's Driving Double Feature, unfortunately, in probably a year. It was a podcast I did about 13 episodes of, two of them, uh, all, most of them by myself, but two of them co-starring uh, the great uh, my podcast pal, the great Amanda Reyes of Made for TV Mayhem. Uh, we talked, uh, what was it, Halloween 2016, we talked Prom Night and He Knows You're Alone, that's a very extensive chat. And then 2017, we talked Iced and Moonstalker, two winter-based slashers. And the other episodes are all double features, apart from the one where I talked, um, what is it, um, not Arthur Murray, Jerry Murray, Nor- K. Gordon Murray's uh, Three Santa Land shorts, which you can find, I think, in high def on the Santa Claus um, the Mexican Santa Claus um, Blu-ray, and they they were just episodes like uh, I did the Warhawk Tanzania Tanzania double feature of Force Four and Devil's Express. Uh, I did a sci-fi my two favorite Star Wars ripoffs Star Odyssey and Star Crash. It was stuff like a Carnival of Blood, Curse of the Headless Horseman. Some were real double features like Carnival of Blood and Curse of the Headless Horseman. And um, did I do? Moonshine Mountain and Monster Go Go. I feel like I did, and if I didn't, I apologize. And then some of them were just double features that I, things I wanted to see together. And then it's fortune kind of fell by the wayside when these minute by minute ones took off. But I would like to do more of those because I did really enjoy those. You get it's funny after a while. It's like, why spend just twenty minutes talking about a film when you can spend six hundred minutes talking about a film? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think I proved if you, if I could talk for 10 minutes about each of the minutes of Night of Horror, I could probably talk crap about almost any one of these things. So it's a little tangent there for you folks, but that, that's where, uh, the Dan's Drive Noble feature was. If you check the Adventure Super Train feed, you will find 12 episodes, 13 episodes of that. Um, I think they're fun. They're they're a lot of fun. They're generally films I really love that I just I just wanted to talk about. All genres, all genres. So let's dive in. Burial ground, minute sixty, minute fifty nine ended with the plan. Let's let the zombies in and hide. Maybe they want something in the house. And the mom, Evelyn, goes to find Michael. This could go poorly. Michael! 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 Thank you. 
damn it. I was hoping she'd find where Michael was so we could talk about that. But this minute is sort of eerie atmosphere. She goes down the steps. She wanders into the hall where Leslie got pulled into the window. There's a lot more gore around the window than I remember there being before. And she slowly approaches the window. And she takes a left down the hallway. Well, wait a minute. I'm just trying to think of the layout here. Because when we saw Leslie, she was walking down a hall. And then the fist came through the side at her. Which meant she was at like a T-junction. Because the mom here is walking towards the window. Not passing it like Leslie was. Huh. It's kind of too bad that she got grabbed at that that window huh? and there's and the weird thing is there are no zombies around that window there's zombies all around the house but this this window uh, that they can smash right through there isn't a zombie there but that's weird i don't remember there being that being like a t-junction uh in in the hallway structure um when leslie got pulled towards the um the window um Jeez, but then I don't remember so much lately. I'm kidding, of course. It wasn't that long ago when I watched this. What a shit. Sorry, um, I was hoping that... I, I, there's really nothing to talk about here. I mean, there's kind of an eeriness to it. I like the look in her eyes when she sees the blood on the floor. Almost to the point where, she, where she's like, Okay, I am now about to snap. I am now about to either go absolutely bat not crazy or just fall to the ground as a quivering mess I myself have never been in a situation where I was in a beautiful Italian villa and ancient Etruscan zombies wanted to eat my guts but but I think I like her, I like this actress I, I like her in Patrick Still Lives I like her in Giallo in Venice uh I'm sure I've probably seen her in other stuff, but those are the three. And I know what you're saying. Hey, Dan, those are all really sleazy. Yeah, you're damn right those are all really sleazy. Tell your friends. Get out there. Come on. Patrick still lives. I've said it before. Where's my Blu-ray? Giallo in Venice. I have my Blu-ray. The Code Red? It was a Code Red Blu-ray, right? It was Code Red or Scorpion. I think it's Code Red. It looks pretty darn good for being such a sleazy bit of claptrap. Um, uh, I was thinking one minute with sleazy giallos and I could do play motel and uh giallo in Venice but I I think I'd be kind of stuck for words like okay they're nude they're grinding around uh the grinding continues I I knew someone who had sheets like that once hmm all right huh yep grinding Still go. Look at that chair. Huh. You know, there's a funny story about one time where I got caught with no pants on. And then it kind of goes like that. You know what I mean? That, so that's not going to be... That's... Uh, that's that's. I may do that. I probably won't do that. I don't know. I was trying to think. Because there's nothing... Yeah, she wanders around. She doesn't find anything. You know? I, there's nothing to talk about really in this minute. So I guess we'll hop to the zombie lake minute. But next minute, I think we're going to go full on... And so, but, but I was, I was just, it was funny. I was thinking what, if, if I do another one of these, what might it be? Should I do another double feature or should I do, um, just single? I don't know. There's so many fun films. I mean, oh my gosh. 
I could do Dr. Jekyll's Dungeon of Darkness. No one wants to hear. They're wrestling. He threw him against the wall. I used to have sweatpants like that. They're wrestling. Injection. We still can't see outside. No sign of Mr. Hyde. Oh, Dr. Jekyll's Dr. Jekyll's if Dr. Jekyll's Dungeon of Darkness comes out on a nice Blu-ray. I've already predicted that Tony Malinowski's films will come out sometime soon. Uh, just because trauma distributed films are coming out on Vinegar Syndrome, and I think Cannibal Confederates or um, Curse of the Screaming Dead will come out. And if they put out Curse of the Screaming Dead, even if they don't do a high def version of it, they will put out Night of Horror with that. Why not? And maybe they'll maybe they'll include the 700 minutes of um, discussion I did on it. But if they put out Dr. Jekyll's Dungeon of Darkness on Blu-ray, that, I mean, like, Jekyll and Hyde portfolio was crazy enough, but Jekyll and Hyde portfolio has its charms. Dr. Jekyll's Dungeon of Darkness, ooh, that one will grab you in certain areas and just go, oh, and just zip up too fast. You know what I mean? Zip up too fast and carelessly. Ouch! Right in there. So, I'm sorry, that was a tangent because there's not much to talk about in this minute. I think it's kind of an eerie minute, and you're thinking, this isn't going to go well, and she does look like she's about to snap, depending upon what's ever on, on the... Because she turns left. Pardon me. Whew. She turns left, and she follows some blood on the floor, and it's like, wherever this blood is going... One, let's hope they can get it off the floor of the villa. Uh, but wherever this blood is going... Um... This might not bode well. So, yeah. So, and so, so here we have high suspense, and the zombies are about to take the house, and, and everyone's in trouble. Back in that village in France, the zombies killed a few people. They're going back in the effing lake. Let's find out what happens next. Yeah, we got to do something. We better face the fact that zombies have declared war. Those two cops were skeptical. Our fate's now in our own hands. We must find a way to safeguard our town from the mad murdering zombies. We are not powerless. We must act. Let's ambush them if they come out tonight. It's the only way of getting rid of them once and for all. Anybody with a firearm? Better get ready. We'll wait for them out west. I'm sure they'll come by the west lane. Oh, let's go! Yeah, so the, the zombies go back under the water. And um, one of them looks really like, Oh, I don't want to step there. I don't want to step there. And... Then you see a shot of a beautiful building, and then you see a shot of the water, and then it cuts to like 10, 12 of the people from town with guns and weapons, and the mayor steps out and gives that speech you hear, and then it ends with that, let's go, that guy, some guy yelling, and I, the, the, okay, let's go, well, the dialogue, the dialogue's mostly more or less the same, the, um, the the French dialogue mentions zombies less. 
uh, and mentions that we can't be paralyzed with fear, whereas the uh, English stuff is really gung-ho on the zombies. We gotta get them. We'll go, we'll go to the west by the west lane, and those, we'll stop them, those zombies. And Yeah, this, it's... I love it. Again, um, I don't know where they got these people from. I mean, they could have been villagers in the actual village. Which I guess why we should be happy that there were no villa people in the villa, apparently. Or maybe there were. I don't know. I just, as, I, as I've said before, when I, after, after, oh, did I say this? After seeing the villa in that, in that segment on the Blu-ray from Burial Ground... I, I sort of, in my mind, I sort of liken that to, um, and forgive me for repeating myself, but I liken that to the um, that house where the private eyes, the Tim Conway, rest in peace, sir, and Don Knotts, also rest in peace, sir, movie was shot, which um, when uh, on, the, on the commentary with Tim Conway and, and the director, they say, like, that's the largest privately owned house in the U.S. or something like that. And they pull up, to, and I feel like the villa and burial ground is kind of that same sort of thing. I want to own the largest privately owned house in the u.s surely these podcasts might be able to pay for that huh the so yeah so this is yep the uh, the the they they know the zombies are there and and they're killing people and they're tired of it and the cops were no help and they're gonna they're gonna do it they're gonna shoot them and they're gonna ambush them and you know to be honest they look like you could probably do it i mean what they're only five or six zombies and you have a whole village of people with guns and, and weapons and things you think they might be able to pull it off i don't i don't know i know let's pull it off yeah that's that's because because yeah when howard vernon comes out as i've said before on this i think he puts a stronger acting stronger acting into when he was in ogroff which i haven't watched in ages um that he does here he kind of just walks out of this building and almost i feel like almost they have like a cue card in front of him or or almost they just say just move your mouth for 30 seconds okay just move your mouth and and we'll dub in whatever we need to dub in later on yeah they it's it's funny like burial ground i feel like mr bianchi is trying going to the best visibilities and trying trying to keep it sleazy trying to keep it entertaining but this i I love it so much because it is like um it is like yeah no one cares no one is trying they're just doing stuff to fill out the time and that's okay i've seen plenty of films like that there are probably several directors you could call their 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 is doing that but generally, those sort of directors are sort of, I don't want to say Barry Mahon, but like point the camera at everyone and just set the camera down and wander away and they act out the scene. This one, there are lots of shots. There are lots of scenes. There are lots of going over here, going over there, doing this, doing that. But a lot like A Night to Dismember, it's, it's, it's a much ado about nothing, a lot of it. Which, again, is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. But it is funny to see, like, the moment you see this crowd of angry villagers, because all I can think is our crowd of angry villagers from, like, universal horror films, you know? Angry people with the torches and, ah, and the music's playing, it's going crazy. This is, like, ten people who were like, just show up in your own clothes. Well, I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the minute, 
there's this great guy who has sort of a Vic Tabakian feel to him. And he's yelling. In the background, you can see a guy holding... I don't know what the hell he's holding. A torch, a pitchfork, uh, something. Look at his watch. If this is meant to be 10 years after the end of World War II... I don't mean to be rude, but that's not a watch one would have in 1955. And maybe this is all about time shifting and slipping around the zombie lake. I think I've said before, but I don't, I love it. I love it. So I I guess the next minute, the next minute is going to be the best because we're going to find out what happened to Michael and we are going to get a zombie human, human on zombie ambush, which I am all for. So I'm sorry, minute 60 didn't have as much going on as I thought it might. Yeah, you can't. You can't plan these things with a minute-by-minute podcast, folks. So, my name is Dan. Thank you for listening. We're in the. We're not in the home stretch. We're we're definitely not in the home stretch. We we have um, what twenty-five more minutes of of burial ground. Twenty-seven more minutes of Zombie Lake. So um, we still got a lot left. But um, we're in the third act. You wouldn't know it. Or would you? Well, I guess the one guy saying "Let's go hide" makes it sort of third act, and I guess we we have to kill the zombies ourselves makes it third act. Sid Field would be proud. Listen to this. Let's go!